Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. In today's postmodern society, the greatest casualty of departure from God is truth. Everything has become relative. What's good for you or truth for you may not be so for me, so goes the rationale, and there is no solid basis for establishing objective reality or truth, just changing opinions that suit our particular mindset at any particular time. How sad this is, and how tragic, because without truth, we would all be wandering in a maze of contradictory opinions. And, more tragically, if we miss the truth, we miss the embodiment of that truth, that is, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Christ didn't say that he knew the truth, or that he would show us the way to the truth. Rather, he made the unique declaration, I am the truth. It's a statement that we would all do well to investigate, but sadly, many like Pontius Pilate years ago simply asked the question, what is truth? And then walked away from the answer, as if the answer was nowhere to be found. Not so, my friend, it can be found. The Bible has the answer to this question, and we would all be wise to check it out for ourselves. So we're glad that you've joined us today, as evangelist Mr. Matthew Kane takes up the truth factor, and we hope that you will open your mind and heart to the truth as it is expressed in the person of the Lord Jesus through his word, of your true condition before a holy God, and accept the truth that will set you free, the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. John chapter 18, this is the Lord Jesus appearing before the Roman governor just prior to his crucifixion. The Roman governor is Pontius Pilate. John chapter 18, verse number 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king, or you have said correctly, I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness... And I should testify that I should tell people about the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. All right, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Remember Pilate's question. He asked of the Lord Jesus, what is truth? First Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have or who desires all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. What happens when someone is saved? They come into the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God 
and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Think of the interaction with Pilate and the Lord Jesus back in John chapter 18. It is first century, maybe the year 33, the month of April. And you've got a man who's standing before him who obviously isn't able to look into the future, but the question that he asks of the Lord Jesus in the first century betrays a thinking, a philosophy that we would say characterizes our world in the 21st century. He says, what is truth? Now, when we stand and preach the gospel, we are professing to you that we know the truth, that we have the truth, we're proclaiming the truth of God's love, one way to heaven, the only answer for men and women to be saved. But you know what is dominant in our culture, in your school, and in your workplace is this. That your idea of truth, well, it's all relative. You might have an understanding of truth, but somebody else has a different understanding of truth. I've got my own understanding, thank you very much. Everything is relative. It really makes you wonder, can you really say there's even such a thing as truth? If there is a God. You probably don't need to debate that tonight. If there is a God that it is reasonable to know that whatever he thinks, whatever he feels, whatever he knows, that is the truth. The wonderful thing is, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, God wants you and I to know the truth. Everybody to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. And the problem is that some people just seem so content to float around in that relativistic thinking, well, maybe your gospel is true, but maybe something else is true. You can't be so certain. I mean, there's so many people that believe something else. And so many people don't seem to believe anything. I'll just take a little bit of truth from there and someone else's ideas and I'll formulate my own philosophy and that's what I'll go on. It kind of reminds us of the people that you read about in 2 Timothy chapter 3. They are always learning, but they never come to a knowledge of the truth. They never arrive at their desired destination or the destination that God wants for them. That is to step through this door and the moment they step through that door is when they have come in to truth. But if they never bow their will and submit to the Lord Jesus, they never arrive at that destination of knowing the truth. I'll just appeal to you. If you don't know the truth, don't you stop short. Unless there is a change in your thinking and in your mind, and a change of direction so that you come through that door, you're never going to arrive at your desired destination. There needs to be a change that is made. Now, God says He wants you to make that change and He wants you to come to the truth by being saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't need to be afraid to come to the truth. You don't need to argue with God about what His truth is. What you need to do is think about the cross. You come to the cross and you come to Christ and you come through that gate and you come into a knowledge of the truth. Oh, but you say, come on, I mean, can you really be that certain? 
Because you've got to admit that there are so many religions out there, and how can you just categorically say that everybody is wrong? Can't we just say that they all lead to God and everybody has truth? It's a big decision. I mean, you don't just want to kind of jump into it haphazardly or go into something unnecessarily. It's important for you to know that there are many religions. That's true. But all these great religions, you know, they all disagree with one another somewhere along the way. So they can't all be true because they disagree. Is Jesus really God? Did he really die? Did he really rise from the dead? Was his death just a, a travesty of justice or was it actually planned by God for others? Those are questions that are answered with a yes or a no. The statements are either true or they're false. And if they are true, then yes, Jesus is the way of truth and the way to heaven. The Lord Jesus gave some very special, particular, specific testimony about the truth. You know that exclusive statement of John 14 and 6 when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. What he said to Pilate, I came into the world to tell people about the truth, and the people that are of the truth, they know and they follow me. That's what he's saying. That's quite a statement. People that know the truth, they follow me, the Lord said. Of course, we don't want people to think that we're obnoxious or rude in saying that this is truth. And the truth is that God loves you. and He wants to save you from your sins and the lies of sin and the lies of the devil. And that's why verse number 6 follows so closely. It tells us about the cross. Right after God insisting that there is truth, he says that his son gave himself as a ransom for all. There's God's love. There's the way to truth. A man hanging on a cross in shame and in suffering. There's spit from men on his face and his face is bruised and wounded. Think about what the Lord's face must have looked like. A wounded, bruised, shameful Spit-covered face. You know what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4? The light of the knowledge of the glory of God shines in the face of Jesus Christ. You've maybe heard of the name Ravi Zacharias. He's a Christian speaker, apologist, and writer. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia, but he grew up in India. He lived in a big city, Chennai, and they had uh, a young man. He was from a rural community, and he, he came to the city basically to be a servant in their home. And he had a hard time adjusting to big city life, being from rural India. So one day, Ravi's mother said she'd give him a little treat. And she gave him a few dollars or rupees to go and see a movie. He'd never been to a movie before. She told him how to buy the ticket and where to go. And he went and got his best dress, best suit on, and he uh, polished up his shoes. And he went... He got there a little bit late, but he bought his ticket, but he was confused as to where to go. So instead of coming in the back of the theater, like say the screen was right here, instead of coming in the back, he came in a front door right here. And the first thing that he saw was the lights at the back of the theater that were shining this way, and he was just transfixed by these lights. He just kind of stared at them. he never seen anything like it. He's just, wow, these lights. Little holes in the wall, lights. And after a couple minutes of staring at these lights, he, he starts to recognize that the sound is coming from behind him. So he turns around and he recognizes that the sound that he was hearing now matches the scene that's being portrayed on the picture. And he's flabbergasted. He literally a little shout for joy. He was so excited. 
And people grabbed him and they, they rushed him to his seat. You know what was happening with him? He's transfixed by these little specks of light. When all the while the great big picture, the light that he is supposed to be looking at, that face is shining on the screen. They're increasing their education and getting more information. Maybe you're learning more verses and you're hearing more gospel and you're learning more and acquiring more knowledge, but you never turn your heart and you never turn your mind towards the face of Christ where the glory of the gospel shines. You see, it's good for you to learn the Bible. Good for you to memorize verses. But remember, what you need for salvation is you need to know the truth in Christ. People are always learning, never coming to a knowledge of the truth. The Lord Jesus says, I am the truth. God wants you to know truth. He wants you to appreciate His Son through the work of the cross. Don't make that mistake of Pilate who asks what is truth and then he walks away from the truth. What a tragedy. When people turn away from the truth. It's an amazing thing though that it's even possible to know the truth of God. To be sure of it. It's wonderful and it, it is amazing. Maybe we take it for granted. But what, a, what an amazing possibility of knowing the truth with certainty. But God says it's possible to come unto the knowledge of the truth. How is it possible to say with confidence, I am saved. What a wonder of God. It's not that they have any great theological education, but they know that God has worked in their heart. It's wonderful. A little while ago when we got home from a, a meeting, there was a message on our phone. I'm just calling to tell you that I got saved tonight. Call her up. Are you, are you sure you're saved? Yes, she chuckled. Yes, I'm sure. That's amazing. How can a person know that they're saved? Remember that salvation in the Lord Jesus is the only way to know truth. Once a lost sinner is willing to trust Christ and Him alone, God reveals truth. You see, Matthew chapter 11, at the end of that chapter, the Lord Jesus says that the only people that can know God are those to whom the Son reveals to them. And this is what He says, Come to me. In other words, you want to know God, you want to know the truth, you come to me and you'll know the truth, then you'll see God and know God. Is it possible to know truth and know God and know that you're saved? Possible to be confident and sure. In fact, what we read is that God says it's His desire for you is to know the truth. Remember, it's God's Word that teaches you that you need to be saved. I mean, this is how you know that you're a sinner. It's from God's Word. This is how you know that there is punishment for sins. And it's going to be the same Word that gives you the confidence when you are saved. The Lord Jesus prayed to God and said, Your Word is truth. In fact, just to give you something to think about, if you haven't looked at it this way before, one of the reasons we know the Bible is true is because we know the Lord Jesus is true. It's not backwards. You think about it. One of the reasons that the Christian knows the Bible is true is that they know that Jesus Christ is true. And here's the revelation of Jesus Christ. God says He wants everybody to know the truth found in this man Christ Jesus who gave Himself a ransom for all. One way of salvation. Oh, you say that's kind of unfair of God. Why didn't God 
make ten ways of salvation. I suppose if God made ten ways, you and I would be looking for way number eleven. It's just our nature to rebel against God. But he has given us one clear way. One way of love. He gave himself a ransom for all. It's just like the Lord Jesus paying a price to set somebody that's kidnapped to set them free. He paid the ransom price. And that person is set free into the freedom of salvation. Deliverance from their sins. They come into a knowledge of the truth. It seems to me that one day everybody will see the truth. Sort of. You know what the chart portrays behind us. That judgment of the great white throne. The book of life is opened. There's another set of books. The books are opened. And they're judged out of their sins written in those books. And they bow their knee. They come to see the truth about their sin. That truth comes out that you might have thought was hidden. And the other truth comes out is that you never knew Christ. You never learned truth. And whatever philosophy or argument or opinion or excuse someone might hold on to today, it's all knocked down in that day. And people realize that, yes, Jesus is truth and it's too late. When I was quite young, I don't recommend this practice in your home, but when I was quite young, one of my brothers and I used to box, often just before supper. I should point out to you that my brother was about eight years older than me. I routinely went to supper with a bit of a headache. We had two sets of gloves, I think. We had one mouth guard and one head guard. So I got the head guard and he got the mouth guard. He would be on his knees so that we would be at about the same height. But that kind of got me following boxing a little bit for a while. There was a boxer that was kind of near the end of his prime when, uh, when I was that age. His name was Carl Williams. I tell you that because Carl Williams' nickname was The Truth. Carl The Truth Williams. What's he saying by that nickname? He's saying, I've got the answers. I know how to fight. I'm the best. The opponents have no answer for me. My way is the right way. I am the truth. Carl, the truth, Williams. Well, in July of 1989, Carl, the truth, Williams, stepped into the ring for the main event of the night, the Unified Heavyweight Boxing Championship of the World. And without landing one punch, Carl, the truth, Williams, was knocked down in the first round. By Mike Tyson. He said that he had the answers. He didn't have an answer for the man that stood before him. Knocked down. You know what? God's not throwing any punches at you. But when you kneel at the great white throne of judgment, you'll find out you don't have the answer. Only the Lord had the answer. The truth is not in you. The truth is in Christ and in him alone. And as he exposes your lies written in those books and exposes the lie of your life pretending to know him but not knowing him wishing you knew him but never coming into the knowledge and he sentences you to judgment without you landing a punch without you throwing any argument at him because your mouth is stopped and you realize you were always learning and you never came to a knowledge of the truth of salvation in the Lord Jesus you know what God values is honesty You be honest with God, honest about your sin, honest about the one solution to your sin, and you come to know the one who died to set you free. Yes. 
How sad to be always learning and yet never coming to the knowledge of the truth. If Pilate had only been honest when he asked that question, if he had only faced the greatest issue of his life, sin, and his need to get right with God, the answer was standing right there in front of him. Christ laid down his life for sinners, and he wants you to trust him, to experience life in all of its fullness, in all of its truth and reality, to experience God as he intended you to know him, as the only living and true God who loves a world of sinners and longs to give them eternal life. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Christians who are meeting in various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services as well as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken, and a very warm welcome awaits you. And if you've been challenged by today's message, would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, following New Testament principles, please feel free to check out our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information, as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the Gospel Hall nearest you. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that in times like these, you need a Savior. And in times like these, you need an anchor.